0: Okay, here we go. What's going on, guys? Uh, Welcome back to another episode of the Achieve Podcast, the first episode, I think, that's going to be posted. Um, I'm Jackson Leach. This is Cade Jones, my buddy, co partner,
1: co host. Um, Cade, do you like to tell them a little bit about yourself? My name is Cade Jones. I'm from Huntington Beach, California. I uh, am the youngest of four brothers. I am a thrower for Clemson track and field. I am in mechanical engineering. I'm going into second semester of my junior year. I am minoring in mathematics and economics. Um, some of my passions are long walks on the beach, weightlifting, and movies.
0: Beautiful. Beautiful. Um, Cade recently joined the team, uh, the Achieve team. So. The
1: Colt. Yeah, for those of you who don't
0: know, um, there's a couple of us: uh, Jake, um, a couple guys from Virginia, myself, and then Cade joined in. Um, we just thought he'd be a great addition to the team, bringing so much expertise. Oh, yeah, know.
1: being being the smartest and the funniest. Like, why wouldn't they it's, want me? It's tough. It's tough. And most humble. And most humble. Um,
0: so we're glad to have Cade here. I think it's just gonna be me and him. Probably just doing the podcast thing from here on out, which I'm super excited about personally. Definitely. definitely. Um, we can't wait to get started. This is day six of the Achieve journey that we've gone public, and uh, we'll be we'll be posting this one up, first podcast. So. so,
1: elephant in the room, Joe Rogan really stepped on our toes by having Dave Portnoy the same week that we were... <laughs> right, <laughs> right. Just right. inconsiderate, like, honestly. Did he not know? I mean... It's
0: just he kind of made it about him. Either dumb enough know? to not care or inconsiderate. <laughs> Pick one, Joe. Unreal, unreal. I mean, Andrew Tate gets arrested, <laughs> and then that happens. So, yeah. Let's let's get into it though. Let's. Um, for those of you who don't know, for those of you who might think achieve is a uh, quote page on Instagram. Let's uh, let's just talk about what achieve is. So, for me, achieve is a brand, um, and when I say brand, I don't mean. A company just yet, I do mean a brand. So um, just like Nike is a brand and they promote motivation or fitness and then they just happen to make shoes and clothing. We're a brand that promotes small everyday changes impacting success in the long term and really just like a community of people trying to better themselves.
1: So at risk of sounding esoteric and like full of myself, Achieve to me is more of a place than a business. It's more of a community for like-minded people than anything else.
0: Right, right. And I think that's um, that's probably the toughest message to get through is that we are not looking to sell anything. We're not looking for you to buy anything. We're really just wanting to bring together a group of people who all wanted to achieve goals and wanted to do better in their personal life. And we said, hey, what if we had a platform or a place where everybody could do that? And this is kind of where we're starting out. We're not – it's not – you know, it's a decentralized life coaching um, <laughs> a group, I guess. And it's just kind of a community where we're helping each other out, holding each other accountable, and trying to achieve our goals. So
1: I uh, asked my coach the other day, this is a little off topic, a little on topic. I asked him, do you think collegiate athletes are pushed too much today or not pushed enough? And he said, I believe 100,000% they are not pushed enough. Mm. So I was thinking like, Dang, that's interesting. Everybody, when you're in it, you think you're working as hard as you possibly can, but then you look left and look right, and you see people that are in the same struggle and either doing better or worse, and there's obviously a, a hierarchy there of people that achieve more. So I think with this uh, Achieve brand, it's kind of just pulling people together, not, I mean, competition is going to be inherent in it, but like it's going to be a community like it, at its core.
0: Definitely. Um, do you think that when uh, when he's talking about collegiate athletes? So, just to give you some background, we were both um, track athletes at Clemson University. Um, so, I run. He throws. Um, not very fast and not very far. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, so we had to reach for other outlets. You know, <laughs> uh, that's why we made a podcast. Um, do you think that? sometimes in sports pushing too hard is a is a is a good thing
1: man you know it's different for everybody because I was definitely the king of not following my own advice with injuries and stuff in high school Where like if one of my teammates I played football in high school one of my teammates was hurt I'd be like dude go see the trainer like you got to nip this in the butt it wouldn't it's not worth like a like a sprained ankle lingering for the whole season like you should really go get it looked at and then I would uh get like my knee rolled up on and I just keep playing like I, I was terrible at following my own advice so something that Jocko Willing talks about is like uh being able to detach from situations and uh look at it logically from an outside perspective and I mm-hmm. I think sometimes I would go a little too hard and sometimes I would go a little too soft at, at times and it's hard to be consistent with uh what advice you would give and what advice you give yourself
0: yeah absolutely. I actually kind of the, the foundation of this brand was um, I thought I had gotten my third stress fracture in three years in uh, November. I didn't fortunately, but for about two or three weeks the doctor told me, you know you're on crutches, don't walk. We're we'll get you an MRI. It's not looking good. And I at that point was like, my career's done. I'm gonna retire. I'm looking for other things to go into. Uh, That's kind of when Jake started talking about this brand. And I was like, I'm just going to start lifting weights. And then that's going to kind of become my whole thing. It's just like lifting weights and recording it. Um, And then in that process, I was like, you know what? Honestly, giving up, which is really what I was looking at doing, was not going to be enough for me. You know, I hadn't accomplished the goals I set out to accomplish. I wasn't as fast as I wanted to be before I hung my shoes up. Um, and, And I think once... The injury came back, and I wasn't actually broken. I just strained my quad a little bit. Um, I had already formed this mindset that I was going to quit, and just be to be given that second chance, um, it just brought a whole new life to running, and I realized I wanted to break 14 in the 5K. So that's that's one goal I'll set right now. Um, I've been saying it for a while, but 14 minutes the 5K right now, I run 14.24. So, I'm trying to break 14 minutes before the end of this spring. So, about five months to do that. So, five seconds off each K. That's right. That's right. Or uh, two seconds per lap, which is probably worse to think about, you know, arguably, like, <laughs> with 12 and a half laps. But that's that's kind of where this came from, also, is, like, I want to track my journey to go and do that. And I've recorded some stuff, and I'm, I'm afraid to post it, quite honestly, because... Um, It's incredibly cringy, and I don't want to come across as just, like, the washed-up athlete that's, like, trying to get views on his videos. So I record it for me. I make these videos for me. I haven't posted them yet, but I think one day I will, and maybe it'll be a nice little docu-series. Maybe, like, I need five months of filming and consistent, you know, progress before I can be like, hey, this is where where I was, and this is where I'm
1: at now. Like, Steve Jobs probably wishes he did this. right. Right.
0: And I mean, that's what I've said the whole time. It's a podcast. It's a video cast. It's a video log, whatever you want to call it. Uh, all of the above. I think it's, I
1: think it's beneficial. So. Yeah. I mean, they started in the garage. We're in a bathroom. Like, right. I <laughs> we, yeah. if they, they, whether it's a leg up on it or a leg to the side, we're, right. we're
0: near them. <laughs> we're parallelism. Yeah. Um, Kate, for you, I know you were injured with your wrist. For a while. Was there anything that happened during that injury that you were like, when I get back on the horse, this is what I'm going to do?
1: No, I was actually like very proud of myself for how I took the wrist injury. Not to like pat myself on the back, but like I got the news that I, uh, so I was doing, I was maxing out on cleans and I was kind of a freak thing. I caught the bar a little too close to my palm and it was a compression fracture on my wrist where basically it's like I fell down and caught myself, but vertically, just weight falling down this way. And I uh, tore two ligaments in my wrist, and I fractured my scaphoid. And when I went to the doctor, um, he said, uh, do you have a fracture? There's a good chance this will never heal, and it will be fractured for the rest of your life. I was like, man, that really sucks. And uh, my mom was teary-eyed in the room because she didn't want to see me have to retire young. And I just said... God's got this, there's nothing I can really do about it besides what they tell me, which was being a cast, so really nothing much I can do about it. Um, and I, I was just patient, and I was like, you know, whatever happens, happens, it's out of my control. I have absolutely zero regrets for how I was injured. I was going 110% in the weight room, and I get hurt. That's that's how the world works. There's going to be some casualties, and when uh, you go all out. But I I was really proud of myself because I was able to control what I controlled, and the stuff that I couldn't control, I just let it be, and I just worked as hard as I could in physical therapy. I was in there five days a week in the training room. Um, yeah. Yeah,
0: absolutely. I mean, shout out. We already said Jocko Willink. Um, I read the dichotomy of leadership, and just like the whole dichotomy of train too hard, train too little, trying to rehab too fast. Um, I've been through it. You know, I I broke my femur. I broke my tibia. Um, two separate times, two separate years, and I've kind of gotten down the process of, like, it's a slow grind to get back. You can't rush anything. You can't push yourself too hard. But when it is time to go, you know, buckle up. Yeah. Because you've been itching to get back into it,
1: you know. I've actually been told uh, several times to, well, several too, I guess not technically, but to quit sports because of injuries. Mm. I have yeah. a condition called congenital spinal stenosis where my spinal cord is naturally thin, so it's kind of rough on contact sports. Which, and I played football, so it, it wasn't ideal at all. And uh, they were like, oh, man, that's really not good. You're easily susceptible to paralysis. Like, you could get paralyzed a lot easier than somebody else. And I was like, well, that's brutal. But uh, so literally I, I went home that day. I was like, I'm just going to quit and play lacrosse. And I was like, that's a terrible idea. I'd suck at lacrosse. So I just kind of ignored it, which dumbest, smartest thing I've ever done. But I kept playing football. And it worked out well enough. I had no dreams of playing in college. I didn't want to. I wasn't good enough. I was too short. But I was the team captain. I was uh, voted most inspirational, which I thought was cool. Because uh, when my coach was introducing the award, he said that I was like held together by duct tape by the end of every season. And I basically was. Yeah. Because every year I'd get another brace to wear prescribed by some medical professional. That was like, you can't play unless you wear this brace whether it's like my thumb, my elbow, my shoulder. My shoulder slipped out a billion and a half times. It was terrible, but, you know, it worked out in the end, and I have no regrets.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I, I also have been told to quit. I mean, I wasn't going to share this, but um, just from the Army's perspective, I'm an RTC, so I'm going to commission in about a year, and they consistently tell me to stop running because yeah. they don't want me to risk everything they've given me and paid for my school and everything, which makes a lot of sense. I just my tax dollars. Unfortunately, <laughs> don't listen. <laughs> yeah. um, but that actually brings me back to the Achieve slogan, which
1: I know we we're going to talk about real quick. I just wanted to say this. I wrote a lot of my college essays on uh, wanting to prevent athletes from retiring young. For when because when I, I I'm in mechanical engineering, but when I wanted to be in bioengineering, I thought about designing prosthetics, and I was like, I do not want kids to be told they're done playing. Right. Because it's like in Moneyball, we all get told some get told. That, 15 some get told at 50 but we're right. all told right i was like it's brutal to have to tell a kid in high school that he's done
0: yeah that's why they call it tommy john surgery because tommy john was not done you know
1: <laughs> i'm
0: just making that up that's not true at all yeah um, let's bring it back <laughs> <laughs> the achieved slogan though um so we're working on it we're, we're the tagline is what did you achieve today um we're workshopping that. I like it. <laughs> the uh, The slogan is small everyday actions contribute to long-term success. Um, and I've been working with all the words, contribute, formulate, you know, what have you. How do you feel about that?
1: So Donald Schenkel, Donnie Schenkel. Okay. He's an American weightlifter. I believe he won world championships in Paris in 2011. That could be completely wrong, but I have a poster of him in my room in Paris in 2011 at world championships. I don't know if he won or not. It's signed by him, so that's pretty cool. Uh, that was one of my Christmas gifts earlier in life. And uh, His weightlifting brand, he owns a gym in Scottsdale, Arizona, I believe. His uh, company is called Dynamis Weightlifting, okay. D-Y-N-A-M-I-S. I believe Alexander the Great... What was he, Greek? Roman? I have no idea. <laughs> Something. But whatever it translates to, dynamis basically means the will to win. Is he Alexander, Persian? Alexander is he Persian? Persian? No. Alexander the Great was... Um... He was great, is what he was. <laughs> and he, uh, he used the word dynamis to describe uh, the will to win in his troops, because there were a lot of battles that Alexander the Great fought in where he was, on paper, he should have lost, but his soldiers had more Dynamis than the other uh, soldiers on the other side. And it's all about the will to win. And the Dynamis weightlifting uh, tagline is serious gradual adaptations. Mm. So no punctuated I, equilibrium there. <laughs> we <talking not> about <laughs> gradualism. Serious gradual adaptation. So I, when you told me the tagline, like, what did you achieve today? I was like, well, it's kind of on brand. So I just thought (laughs) that was really cool.
0: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I appreciate you sharing. I do think he was a Roman emperor. Roman? Yeah. Now that I'm thinking about it, there's no, that was the Roman empire. Like, he was the guy that spread Rome from this to that. But one quote I was going to share from Alexander the Great, one of my favorite quotes of all time. Um, Alexander looked over his kingdom and wept, for there was nothing left left to conquer." conquer. That's hard.
1: That is hard. Uh, I don't think that's true either. Did he said that? That was Caesar. It's. I swear it was Alexander. Bro, have you seen The Big Short? <laughs> yeah. Ryan Gosta goes and Caesar wept for there were no more worlds to conquer in the mm. bathroom on the phone. Mm, maybe he was misquoted. I mean, pro- probably neither. Of yeah, them, yeah. Neither I'm of them. Sure Ryan Gosling. Probably was neither of
0: them said it. Honestly, they made that up later. You I know how that. they do that? Like, I'll I'll quote somebody. Just to say that they said it, but I'll say it. You know, I'll make up a quote and then say, yeah, well, Confucius said that. Just to make myself sound more, like, valid. I don't think either of them said it. I would love to know that. I believe the phrase is in Caesar Wept. But he wouldn't
1: have... But who is saying that Caesar said that? You know? Jared Va- Jared Vettet does say in Caesar Wept. We'll find out. Oh, the quote is normally attributed to Alexander the Great. Wow. wow. Oh, oh, my God. Wow. wow. When Alexander saw the breadth of his... Di- wow. That's a crazy. W, that i W.
0: Um, I'll yield
1: that. All right. I'll yield I'll that I get my history information from movies. It, I mean, the big short was just wrong. Yeah. Unfortunately. Um, that makes me think a lot more di- different about that scene, because I thought that was a pretty badass yeah, scene. Yeah, I mean, that's one of my favorite movies. That's top five oh, sweet. for me. I love yeah. it.
0: I love it. Don't get me going on the movies. Yeah, good grief. Not what this episode is about, but...
1: Um, so... So, with Achieve, where do you see this being in five years? So,
0: I be, can take that... Be bold, I right can take now. it a couple different ways. Um, on one hand, I'm thinking, like, a community of basically everybody who's motivated. If you combined, like... Instagram, Strava. Uh, Strava is a running. A app. Reddit thread. Yeah. A, a Reddit thread. Basically, like a community of people who are all together achieving goals, and they're all small groups, maybe. Like, say, one group's dedicated to running, one group's dedicated to weightlifting, and they're all communicating, working together, sharing tips. Um, even like an intelligentsia type of model, like the Manhattan Project. Like, hey, I want to figure out this problem. You lost me there. Let me tie it back. I want to figure out this problem. Like, I'm moving away from the fitness, going yeah, more towards academic. Well, <laughs> I'm saying, like, let's bring in like 12 scientists who are trying to do the same thing, but they're all in separate locations. Mm. Bring them together so they can figure something out. Um, that's as broad as I could get, is just like connecting people. Um, specifically, though, I would want this to have a, a massive following. Um, I would want, you know, people to know the brand by its name you know on the level of of name brands that we have today like people would know you know they have these products they have this merch they have you know these people in charge these athletes they're sponsoring these people they're investing in um because it's not only about athletics we are very athletic we are you know athletes but i want it to extend beyond just athletics i want it to be academic i want it to be social i want it to be uh, powerful, you know.
1: Something that I think is worth talking about is when you look at the, like, the economics of racism, like, basically... <laughs> I think that's where we're going. No, if you think about it, how how far back racism, sexism, other bigoted ideologies have held back society from growing mm. because people that did not, des- uh, people that deserved certain positions and jobs and other, like, just jobs, for example, the best... Man, woman did not get the job when they could have and should have. No true meritocracy due to racism. Like so, I I think this is kind of, I think this will be very good for society as a whole of uniting people and like being undisputably a community of hard workers.
0: Absolutely, absolutely. We want we want meritocracy. I think. you know, when I was looking at our team that we're building even, I'm like, we need more ideas. We need more people. We need somebody who doesn't even know what college track and field entails, you know? But he happens to be a super hard worker on his chemistry or his biology. And we yeah. bring him in. And our commonality is our drive and our deeper core values, not just that surface level, you know, hobbies or activities, right? We're we're together because we're both so driven to get something done. So ideally
1: these sub forums on achieve will be passions, not what you have to do. Exactly. It's not going to exactly. be exactly 95. It's going to be, I'm so stoked to go to work right now because I love my job. Right. People, right. Like
0: that. We want people motivated, uh, but it's not a motivation brand. And mm-hmm. I just want to, I just want to throw that out there because I'm not going to be posting, you know, hype videos, even met- though we do
1: post a quote. every day. <laughs> right. I don't
0: want to post Metro Boomin in the background of my video. Just to get people amped up because motivation isn't gonna sustain anybody. (laughs) And it would do numbers. I mean it would. We could go national. But um, when I look at it, that's really what I'm trying to do is just get to a point where people know where to go and they have that ambition. They're working alone. Maybe their group of friends isn't as passionate as they are about something. And they're like your friends, I'll show you your future. Exactly. I need a group, I need somebody who's gonna hold me accountable, help me out in this situation. And you're going to find Achieve is going to be there for you. Very interactive, by the way. Oh, say, same. if somebody hits me with a
1: DM, I'm responding. I'd hope so. Yeah, they flooding. <laughs> <They're laughs> flooding the DMs right now. Um, so what's going to stop us from achieving this? I think
0: the only thing that could stop us is if we quit. I think that's truly, in my mind, if you stop innovating, right? Say we go this quote path and it just doesn't work out. And by the end of 2023, we've got... You know, a hundred followers, and they're all my friends that i pressured into following me. Uh-huh. Maybe that's not the route we need to go. Maybe we need to go someplace else to find our value, make ourselves valuable. Um, I think when we stop creating and start getting complacent and just doing the same thing, expecting the same outcomes, that's when we're gonna we're gonna fail. Mm-hmm. Uh, but truthfully, I don't think there's any way we fail. I think this is going somewhere. It might not be good. It might not go where we think it will. But someday we're going to look back and go, wow, I can't believe this started out as that, and now we're here.
1: Brad Pitt in Moneyball said, adapt or die. Right, <laughs> right. Probably the first guy to ever say that. I don't think Alexander the Great ever said that. I mean, if you think,
0: if you think about it, Jeff Bezos wanted um, to create a book club community. Really? You know, that was his original idea. It was oh, like, book pretty... club, and then let's skip books to people faster, and then let's take over Barnes & Noble and then now we have Amazon. And Barnes and Noble's still there.
1: They're still available. Charles Darwin said uh, The species that will survive is not the strongest. It is not the smartest. It is that which is most willing to adapt.
0: Mm. Mm. I mean, spot on. Yeah. Spot on. Old Chuck um, Darwin. Yeah. <laughs> that, old, that old guy. Uh, I think, personally, for this brand, too, Kate and I are probably. The most uh, creative, in a in a certain sense of the word, in terms of new ideas or or coming up with things that could help out the brand, and I'm really oh, yeah. excited to see where that kind of takes us. So no. yeah. I was going to share the the coaching and mentoring idea I had. I don't even know if I shared it with you, but this summer in my uh, I live in a little golf cart community. Um, all these kids play golf all the time. I'll play golf with them, and they're all high schoolers, right? And they're all like, wait, you run for Clemson or somehow they find out. I don't like to throw it at them, but I got Clemson club heads. I like to throw it at them. <laughs> <laughs> I like to run away with it. Um, and then they'll uh, they'll ask, you know, something will get on the topic and then they start asking me all these questions. How'd you get recruited? How'd you get the coach's attention? How'd you get to that level? You know, what do I have to do? And I'm like, you know what I want to do is start the Achieve Coaching and Mentoring program. Uh, bring those kids in this summer and be like, hey, do you want real professional coaching? I'm here to give it to you. I'll mentor you. I'll take you under my wing. I'll tell you everything that I know for your betterment. Um, and at a small fee to your parents, we can, we can make our way to... Uh, I'm just kidding. I'm kidding. Um, and, and we can get these kids to the next level and give them all the tips and tricks. Because I would truthfully love to give back. Um, not that that community gave me anything because I didn't grow up there. But but I would love to, to give back to those kids um, and teach them something that I've learned along the way and turn this into a more of an interactive community where I can be like, hey, that 16 year old kid went on to become you know a PGA tour champion. That would be dope. So yeah, that sounds good to me. <laughs> yeah I mean if you yeah, if you want to start the same thing in Orange County for lifting, I'm sure there's nothing else like it out there.
1: Would that uh, be yeah. wrong. Are there, I, are you're probably you're wrong. You're, I actually did work with uh, middle schoolers uh, for a strength training program okay. in my high school weight room. I was uh, one of the coaches. Okay. So that was something I did like hands on. It was okay. sweet. Well, that's good. Like seeing kids like they're like twelve years old, right. With like veins in their neck, right. squatting, <laughs> squatting like eighty five pounds. My like, God, I love that yeah. so much. It just amps you up. Yeah. yeah, it
0: amps you up. And I go out there and I get my ass beat by, like, (laughs) some 15-year-old kid. I mean, he's a hot shot, and he'll just smoke a drive, and I'll be like, dude, you weigh, like, 107 pounds, and you're hitting the ball probably 40 yards farther than me. And then that second shot, I mean, it's just, it's crazy. One kid played with me with his shoes off the whole time. Brutal. Yeah, and beat me by, like, 15 strokes. I mean, it
1: just wasn't even fair. There's a video at Cal Strength where Donnie Shankle used to train, where they were having a competition of who could snatch the most that day. And one of the younger guys in the squad put a kilo on Donnie's snatch and smashed it barefoot. That's hard. Spencer That's Mormon. Crazy. Wow. Wow. That is dope. That's... I love weightlifting so much. <laughs> Me too. Me too. Another
0: goal that I shared with you, uh, 200 pounds by the end of 2023, which is ambitious. I'm saying benching, benching 200 pounds by the by the end of 2023.
1: You're not going to weigh that. <laughs> right. Right. I... It's probably more likely that I said shit that I get it. Um, no, but that's this is really going to be like the core of achieve. Is, uh, something you hear in uh, like lifting weights, progressive overload. If you can't do more weight, then try your hardest to do one more rep. Right. If you can't do more reps, then try your hardest to put it like with, put a two and a half on each side and do it all over again. Sure, like sure. Something in weightlifting is the sense of courage that a weightlifter has. You know how much weight is on the bar. Right. It's like it's it's rarely, really rare in sports. You are saying, I'm about to set a world record. Mm. People in pole vault, they set it at that height and they're right. like, guys, this is about to be the best pole vault that anybody's ever seen in history. Right. It's kind of rare in sports, right. but in a weightlifting, you choose to be great. You call you, your shot. Yeah, exactly. You call your shot. You you're the one that chooses the weight you're gonna do. Mm. And you do mm. it or you fail.
0: Yeah. No, that is that is absolutely uh so attractive to me. I mean, I'm, i said by the end of 2023, I wanted to bench 135. And then that became like my rep weight now, Yeah. which is just, which is awesome for me. I, I didn't lift before. So I was like, I want to get up to my body weight, um, like 150, 155 range. And I'm already there, which is all for one rep. Um, but like the 135 I was just like, by the end of this year, I want to be able to do 135. And yeah. then, I'm, you know, January 1st, I'm hitting, Three reps of three, one thirty-five. No, you know, and that that is awesome because it's just so quantifiable. It's just like, here's where I was, here's where I'm going. Now I just add ten, add twenty, and then one day I'm doing one eighty-five, thinking fifteen more pounds, and I've got my goal. Dude, not to talk know. about
1: college essays again. I wrote a lot about stuff <laughs> I was passionate about, but my main personal statement essay was about weightlifting, mm. and uh, one of my I called it like a meritocracy of numbers. There's no opinions. You're either lifting more or you're lifting less or you're lifting the same as somebody else right 400 pounds one of my sentences was i think 400 pounds the day my dad has a heart attack is the same 400 pounds the day that i ace a test Mm. Mm. you leave your feelings at the door
0: clock clock out yes sir yes sir that is that is very important yeah um i think we should wrap up soon this little thing i don't know how long we've been going for it could be like 30 minutes i don't know what Um. would you guess 23. 27.35. Okay. Okay. That sounds good. Any more questions? Anything else? One last one. I got nothing. What do you. Where are you at right now in shot put? I'm not doing too well in shot put considering it's not my event. Uh, I do hammer throw I'm and a bad friend. throw. That's I'm fine. a bad friend. Weight
1: throw is what I am um, looking for. I'm in a weird place right now because I feel like I'm very, very close to finding my throw. Okay. It's very frustrating being extremely strong. Pat my own back and throwing very not extremely far. Right. Um, my coach literally <laughs> told me last year, I've never seen a thrower that's so strong and throw so short. I was like, man, that sucks. That's but tough. Whatever. Tough to I'm going to keep grinding, obviously. And uh, I'm I'm trying some new stuff in my technique. I'm not trying to get too deep into it, but I'm I'm. It's called a toe turn. Okay. Usually you turn on the bottom of your heel. Right. And for a first turn. I'm turning on my on both toes, okay. so it kind of takes up less space, and uh, one of my issues is pulling the left side too much, like I'm muscling it, instead of being long and loose, so that kind of prevents you from being able to do that, so I'm very close to finding my throw okay. and letting it fly.
0: Where are we at numbers-wise?
1: Um, I had a post-wrist injury PR, which was two centimeters off of my real PR, okay. but my uh, 14.41 meters.
0: Okay. And where are we trying to be?
1: Sixteen meters by the end of the season. Sixteen meters. All right. All right. Sweet. Um, that wraps
0: up episode one. Uh, go hit achieve socials. This is going to be out on YouTube, um, as I'm sure you know because you're watching it there. So, thanks for thanks for having me. I'm glad that you came on. And let's same time this. next week. Yeah. <laughs> no. Quite literally same time next week. Let's make sure this got all recorded. Right? <laughs> I didn't run out of space. I, like didn't record a single moment that was 30 oh, 30 sweet. when I picked it up this better have gotten everything